0: morning, this morning, this morning, we're in Ezekiel chapter 37, I want to pull up verses 12 to 14, Ezekiel 37, 12 to 14, and my subject is don't miss a step, don't miss a step, sub theme, a promise of God's processing, don't miss a step. Verse 12 of chapter 37, therefore prophesy and say unto them, Thus saith the Lord God, Behold, O my people, I will open your graves and cause you to come up out of your graves and bring you into the land of Israel. And you should know that I am the Lord when I have opened your graves. O my people, and brought you up out of your graves and shall put my spirit in you and you shall live and I shall place you in your own land then you shall know that I the Lord have spoken it I have performed it saith the Lord. Notice the emphasis on the word grave. Mm. Throughout God's word God periodically privileges his people with a glimpse of his glory. Just periodically. On Mount Transfiguration, Jesus took James, Peter, and John and just gave them a glimpse right. of his glory. When Moses was summit, To Mount Horeb, Sinai, God gave him a glimpse of his glory. And God gives his people a word of wisdom, a faith to endure their fractures confidence in the midst of their conflict and a favorable report for the future. Just a glimpse of his glory. Too many Christians are uneducated and afraid to investigate the Old Testament. The Old Testament is... somewhat of a nemesis to us. So all of our teachings emanate out of the New Testament. But there's richness in the Old. There is a principle in systematic theology that says the Old Testament is in the New Testament revealed and the New Testament is in the Old Testament concealed. So everything you read in the New Testament is somewhere in the Old Testament. But it's covered. Jesus says, search the scriptures, they speak of me. Scriptures denotes the first 39 books. They, they talk about me. Amen. In Ruth, I'm the kinsman redeemer. In Genesis, I'm the creator God, sustainer God. Hmm. I'm the ark in the flood. I'm the ram caught in the thicket. Ah. In Exodus, I'm the cloud by day, pillar of fire by night. I'm the rock that followed Israel, called the Christ. Are you getting this? In Joshua <laughs> chapter 5, I'm the captain of the salvation. Lord have mercy. I'm, I'm in every book in that Old Testament. Mm, in Jeremiah, I'm a bomb in Gilead to heal the sin-sick soul. Lord have mercy. And, and whether it's the 12 minor prophets or the four major prophets, when you begin to view, amen, this Old Testament, it's interesting because uh, Ezekiel, and the suffix E-L on the end, denotes God. His name means strengthened by God. Strengthened, strengthened, strengthened by God. And God had placed him in a venomous environment in captivity by the River Chebar when he was, amen, in the 13th year, the first chapter says, in the 13th year, he was 25 years old, entered the ministry of 30 and he's contemporaries with Jeremiah and Daniel and Zechariah and others. And uh, Ezekiel and his wife was among the 10,000 taken in the second deportation and brought into Babylon. Now, now let me stop Paul's apart because in, 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 in 722 B.C., the nation was split. Uh, up north was the 10 tribes called Israel <clears throat> And, um, excuse me, Zanacharib uh, and the boys came to take them into Assyria. And, and when you look at the, uh, and then God waited 135 years for Judah to repent. And Judah didn't repent, so God then in uh, 605 B.C., 135 years later from 722, sent Nebuchadnezzar and called him my servant. And Nebuchadnezzar came in, and in the first deportation in 605 B.C., he took uh, Daniel, E.L., suffix. He took Hananiah, Azariah, and Mishael, E.L., suffix. And they went into Babylon. He changed their names to Belshazzar for Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego for the three Hebrew boys. That was in 605 B.C. And then in 597 B.C., the second deportation, he took Ezekiel. And his wife and 10,000 others brought them into the land. And, and, and when you look at these, the theme to this book, it is the glory of the Lord. Now, now, now the glory of the Lord is from Genesis, to Revelation. The glory, the glory, the glory, the glory, the glory of the Lord. And, 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 and it's interesting that uh, we, we see this glory in the first chapter. I don't want you to turn. There, there is a, a, a wheel in the wheel. Uh, uh, The prophet sees this wheel, in the wheel, it's a judgment machine where angels are simultaneously turning with the presence of God, amen, and it's full of eyes depicting omniscience, knowledge, understanding, and then the glory of the Lord is mentioned in chapter 3, verse 12, and then the glory of the Lord is mentioned in Ezekiel chapter 10, but it's called Ichabod because God let the glory depart. Can I get a witness? 1 Samuel 4, the glory departed. And and why did the glory depart? Because they was in captivity. Can I get a witness? He snatched his his preeminent presence. He snatched his glory. And the next time you read about the glory of the Lord is in Ezekiel chapter 40, where we see a new temple, a new worship, and, and that's millennial in nature. That's talking about when Jesus sets up as Messiah. Do I have a witness? And, and 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 so one of the things that we 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 need to do as Bible students because twenty-five influential wicked men gave Israel some bad counsel, amen, and and what and what God allowed in this famous fixture of future depicted in this valley of the dry bones, if you only see a chapter. Where God is dealing with a graveyard of bones and not eschatologically, that means things of the future, eschatology, connected with other things to get truth, we compare scripture with scripture, hang in there. If you don't see this hole, you missed the whole picture. Why? Because the glory of the Lord is not only in Ezekiel 37, the glory of the Lord goes back to Genesis 1. God, Elohim, plurality of the Godhead, God in the beginning created, Barah, called into existence something out of nothing, ex nihilo. God in the beginning created heaven and the earth, three heavens uh, where the birds fly, amen, the, the universe, the stars, moon, sun, and then God's throne, third heaven. God created the heavens and the earth. Now, stop, Paul's apart, pause, because when you run back, to Isaiah 45 and 38, it says, and the sons of God, angels, shouted at creation. Now, you got to deal with that. It means angels were already here. If they, you can't shout at creation if you're part of the original creation. They shouted for joy. Isaiah goes on to tell us that whatever God creates is whole. So Genesis one, two says in the earth. Now, 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 stop. It doesn't say in the heavens was void. I'm talking to my Bible students now. It, do, it doesn't, it not say in the heavens was dark. It, it says in the earth was void. And darkness Covered the deep. It it is believed in the gap in restoration theory and systematic theology that that Satan, Lucifer, fell between verse 1 and 2. That's why things got dark because Lucifer fell. There was no gang war in heaven, he was just kicked out. Jesus said, I saw you falling like lightning. You and the third of angels got out of glory quick. It's in the Bible. And, and, and then it says, and the Spirit of the Lord moved upon the face of the deep. And God brought order out of wreck and ruin. See, that's what he does in our lives. He looks at our lives and see wreck and ruin. And then the Spirit moves to bring order out of disorder to who, bo topsy-turvy, all messed up. So, so if I take Genesis 1, 1 and 2, Lord have mercy, and if I take Ezekiel 37 about graveyards and don't connect it with other things, I don't have a full revelation. Right. Hanging there, pastors coming in full landing. Yeah. That's right. That's right. But when I get to St. John chapter 1, That's right. That's right. it says, in the beginning That's right. That's right. of time, In, in the beginning of eternity, was the Word. Was. He already was. He's the wasness of was. Jesus was before there was a was. In the beginning was the Word and the logos, the Word. The, the, the Word was with God, denoting separation. And the Word was God, talking about incarnation. Incarnation. Y'all ain't getting this. Now, now, watch this now. And in Him, Jesus was life. And we talking about graveyards. There ain't no life in no graveyard. In Him was life, and that life was the light of men, of everyone that came into the world. And listen, and the light was in darkness, but the darkness could not comprehend it. That that when this glory personified himself in the hypostatic union, 100% man, 100% God, darkness had to pull back from him. Because he is, I'm preaching up in this place, the light and glory of the world. Uh, Then you move to John chapter 5, and Jesus said, He that believeth in me, though he were dead, graveyard, yet shall he live. And he that believeth in me and is alive shall never die. You just pass on to be absent from the body, to be present with the Lord. So, so, so I have in an eschatological way taken uh, 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 Genesis 1, And John 1 and John 5 only to get to John 11 where Jesus had his best friend die and a messenger came to Jesus and said, your son Lazarus is sick. And Jesus said, I know, and went the other way. Lord, have mercy. And sometimes in your life, when you pray, it looks like God's going the other way. But I dare you to be still. I dare you to praise him yes. anyhow. Yes. Can I get a witness? Yes. Then another messenger came and said, uh, don't bother the master, Lazarus is dead. Right. And Jesus turns around, looks at the 12th disciples, and says, I'm glad for your sakes that I was not there to the intent that you may now see the glory we're talking glory again. Glory of God. Can I get a witness? This thing is tight. So then Jesus, Jesus, Jesus takes his time getting back to Bethany. And see, Jewish history tells us, Josephus, a Jewish historian, says that the Jews believed that on the third day of death, it was truly dead. Rigor Morris had said, in decomposition has said, in the body starts stinking on the third day. Do I have a witness? So Jesus said, I want this to be unequivocally clear. So I'm going to wait four days. Can I get a witness? And, and on the fourth day, he strolls into Bethany and Martha said, Lord, if you had been here, my brother would not have died. But I know whatever you ask God, God will do it. And he said, your brother will live again. Do I have a witness? And then she got, she got theological. I, oh, I know he'll live at the last day. He said, no, no, no. Where have you laid him? And they move the stone, move the stone. And then Jesus goes to the graveside and does something that nobody understands. He says, Lazarus. Hey, hey. Uh, thank you, Jesus. Let's thank God that he called him by name. Can I get a witness? Because if Jesus had said, come forth. Abraham would have jumped out, and Ezekiel would have jumped out, and Daniel would have jumped out, and Obadiah would have jumped out. And can I get a witness? But Lazarus, the master's calling you. And, and let me tell you something when Jesus calls you, you cannot say no. When Jesus calls you, you gotta go. He called me. He came bound in grave clothes. He said, loose Do I have a witness? And here's the conclusion of John 11. I am the resurrection. I am the life. Do I have a witness? Now, saints of God, I want you to... Uh, let me use your sanctified imagination. Last week, we did a biographical sketch of Joseph, and we metaphorically use the word place, the places that Joseph had been to denote that we too as believers got to go in the same place. And the first place was the providence of God, his past. And and I, and I told you last week, I'm so sick and tired of Christians beating themselves up for their past. Can I get a witness? God ordered your past. It doesn't matter how you see it. God ordered your birthright, he ordered your exposures, he ordered your experiences, he ordered your hurts, your abuses. God to let all that stuff happen in the past because the past is going to give way to the praise of the future. Can I get a witness? How can we praise him when we didn't have any pain in the past? I'm preaching up in this place now. Huh? See, it's my pain that makes me praise him when he pulls me out. Can I get a witness? And child of God, child of God. So he, he, he dealt with Joseph in the place of the providence of God, what God allowed in his past, and I got a lot of junk in my past. I got a lot of mistakes in my past. Do I have a witness? You ain't got to look at me funny. You got a lot of stuff in your past. Can I get a witness? And so child of God, we move from the past to the persecution of pain. God even orders our pains. Now do I have a witness? And we move from the pain to the pit. The pit is an educational device. We're going to learn something about God and about us. Then he moves us from the pit to the palace. Can I get a witness? And gives us promotion and gives us power and gives us a place. That's the good stuff. But this morning, we're not dealing with place. We're metaphorically dealing with process. Check out these processes that's instrumental in the life of every believer. I know you know the story. But in chapter 37, 1 to 3, we see God's resurrection of the dead. Strictly positioned, the hand of the Lord was upon me. Three things. I want to synopsize this. He carried me. He carried me. Uh-huh. And sometimes God's got to carry us into uh-huh, a graveyard to show us what's characteristic of us. You got to see yourself. Too many church folk are hiding behind scripture, hiding behind experiences in church. We are, we, listen, we are nothing but a no good sinner with an Adamic nature. With dead men walking. Do I have a witness? When I was in that world running, cabareting, drinking, getting high, da-da-da-da-da-da, I was a dead man walking. I thought I was enjoying myself. Do I have a witness? There was no fulfillment in that life, was it? We kept doing the same thing over and over every weekend. The eagle flies on Friday. We got dressed, went out, and started the whole process over. How many of y'all know what I'm talking about? And in the name of Jesus, he, 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 he raises up that which is dead, doomed, disobedient, and totally depraved. He turns a wreck in a row and into order. Listen to this. And when you begin to look at... This, he carried me out of the spirit of the Lord and set me down in the mess of the valley. You got to get in the valley before you can view the real trepidations. You got to be in the valley. Hmm. I don't go back to South Philly with an attitude that I'm better because I was in the valley with them. Yes, sir. Amen, amen, amen. Amen. Yes, sir. <sighs> they knew me before you knew me. They knew me before I knew Christ. Oh, you're getting quiet up in here now. Can I get a witness? We went to the same supplier. Y'all know what I'm talking about. Uh, they knew me. They knew me. Somebody know about you. Can I get a witness? You can get up and get funny all you want. Somebody, somebody know about you. Can I get a witness? And child, child of God, 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 that, that, that God, God is saying, listen, that I, amen, I raised them, I, I carried them. I, amen. Verse 2, I call, he caused me to pass by them round about. I had to walk around this stuff that was dead. And then he asked me a rhetorical question. Can these bones live? Verse 3. Now, this is all positional truth. We are elected by God. We are chosen by God. We are justified by God. Declared as if we never sinned. Declared righteous. Isn't that right? All that's positional. You and I didn't do anything to earn that. That's grace. God saves who he wants to save. Isn't that grace? That's grace. So, so it, it begins a condition change. Now, you can get hurt if you think one's position is their total condition. Hmm. You got to let the dead lie. Yeah. In other words, <clears throat> I use this this morning, don't wake up this dead man. We have two natures. We have the old Adamic nature. And there's no eradication of the flesh nature. Systematic theology says that when you got saved, that nature start changing. The old is the old. It stays the old till you see Jesus. The new is the new. And the new renders the old inoperative. I'm preaching up in this place. Romans chapter 6. Are you with me? So if you catch me in my position without a complete condition, I can cuss you out. You, you can mess around and catch this old man. Turn in your and say, let that old man lie. Because <laughs> that old man can get up in a heartbeat, Doc. That old man can get up and lay you out. That old man can get up and cuss you out. That old man can get up. And, and and get angry with God and get ang- I ain't going to church no more. I'm sick of that pastor. That old man can say a whole lot of things. Don't don't we still have the old man? I shouldn't ask you, I should ask your husband and I should ask your wife about the old man. You come to church talking about praise the Lord, but at home, Negro, you better get out of my face. That, that, that's that old man. That's that old man. Now, now, why, why am I teaching this? Because Christians do not have an answer why we fail in our faith. We don't have an answer. Why we get low? Why we get depressed? Why we want out? Why we like to go back? Why are we tired of this? Yeah, and I can tell you why. It's because your position has been confused with your condition. Yeah. See, 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 look, this is me. This is me. This is me, this is me, this is me. This is not Jack and Jill went up the hill, this is me. In the name of Jesus. Man, I was saved. And I told some brothers, I said, you better get away. You don't know me like that. All them fears and apprehensions and, come on now. Y'all ain't getting this. <laughs> dominant parents and bad upbringing, come on now, had to eat them sandwiches, two pieces of bread and mayonnaise in between with no meat, ain't had no meat, mustard sandwiches, they were good too, spam sandwiches. Yeah, salam alaikum to you too. Spam sandwiches, yeah. hot dogs and pork and beans. Yeah. Y'all ain't getting this. Yeah. Processed cheese, yeah. powdered milk. Yeah. And we were healthy, weren't we? Yeah. Can I get a witness? Because mom put that stuff on the table and you'd your nose if you want to. She said, you ain't hungry. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Talking about you eating salmon and... Uh, we I didn't know what salmon was. <laughs> South Philly, we had porgies. Them fish with a thousand bones in them. Can I get a witness? And 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 and, and what blew me away, my mother and father were sitting at the table with six kids, and them porgies and I and I, I, I ah! and she said, Raymond, eat a piece of bread and drink some water. That's, that's it. That's it. That's it. Do you know I will not touch a porgy to the day? That was the valley of dead bones. I went to the store and I was looking for some whiting and the man said, we got porgies. I said, <laughs> putting that on me, doc. You can forget that. I grew up with that stuff. Lord, have mercy. Woo! Thank you, Jesus. I should have known God was up to something because that's the only fish. You don't get that much meat, but you got to pick through everything. Can I get a witness? So this is all positional. The raising of the dead. We, if we're not raised by Jesus from the dead, we're going to hell. And you who were dead in trespasses and sins, hath he now quickened, made alive. Can I get a witness? And and, and so when we look at this eschatologically through the Bible, we see that the first step in the process is resurrection, is being raised from the dead, by Almighty God. Can I get a witness? Yeah, and and, and then the second step, I'm getting out of your way, is God's restoration from defeat. Now, look at verses 4 to 6, chapter 37 again. He said unto me, prophesy unto these bones and say unto them, now stop, don't miss that. Apply the word to the womb. Amen. Make application between the word and the womb. Stop talking to the devil and thinking you going somewhere, devil, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Now you don't want to some retreat, and you done went to hear some preacher, and you heard someone on the radio that makes it sound like you are doing something when you start talking to the devil. And the devil sitting up there going like this, because here's what the devil's saying: they don't believe what they they, they don't really believe what they saying. Can I get they don't really believe what they're saying because, see, here's the problem in the church. The Word cannot take root because you keep putting the Word, which is the Word of God, amen, the seed from the sower who is God in faulty soil. You trying to put the Word on a, bunch, a whole bunch of mess don't you know them farmers down south, man, when they're when they getting ready to plant, they got to they flip the dirt. They got to burn. They got to burn the plants. They got to flip the dirt. They got to cultivate. Come on now. They got to weed that stuff. They got to add new dirt, new black, nutritious dirt, and so that the seed can germinate. You ain't growing because you hear the word. You're growing when you apply the word. So now your faith is faulty. So here, here's what God is doing in this context. He, 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 he prophesied to the bones, oh, look at the condition, oh, ye dry bones. Hear the word of the Lord. God, God, God is saying, yeah, I'm gonna get down to the conflict level and, and the confusion level and I'm going to stop you from being defeated. Now let me stop Paul's apart because this thing is getting deep. Some of our conflict is from us and back to us. Amen. Don't worry about the conflict your husband and wife and church folk are bringing into your life. Talk about the conflict you keep bringing into your life. It is a vicious cycle. I was looking for fulfillment in the world. I was. Mm-hmm. Couldn't find it. This vicious cycle wants to blame others. Codependency. You want to blame others and use others to excuse yourself. Yes, yes. This is psychological warfare, man. Can't nobody make you happy. Can't nobody really make you sad. If your eyes is on Jesus, That's it. That's it. Yeah. then he can help. But child of God, when you begin to look at this, God, 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 God says that his restoration is to get back to the original condition. The spirit of God returns us to God's blueprint. The spirit of God, this, 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 this defeat, the defeatist attitude that we have, God restores our hearts with healing. He, he, brings, he blesses us by taking away the blindness and the brokenness. And look at the condition of these bones when you look at this text. The bones are broken, yes, divided. And we got some divisions within ourselves, some real divisions. Mm-hmm. Some real divisions. All the time I was out there and running the streets playing playboy and running, 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 all these women and da 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 da, da. I was hiding stuff. Weren't, weren't, weren't we hiding stuff? You, you know when that stuff got disclosed? When that word got in. God started exposing why we did what we did when we did it. Can I get a witness? Oh, y'all can get quiet all you want. Broken bones and then battered brooms dysfunctional, defiant. I say, well, come on the car, you'll learn something. I ain't got no car. But you make time for everything else. You rather go to a PTA meeting or walk five miles, amen, for cancer and for this than learn the word of God. Then when Satan whipping on you, you, you don't have the nutrients in your faith to fight. Do I have a witness? Oh, I'm preaching up in this place. Child, child of God! When I first got saved, I was so messed up, but I was, I was going to Bible study. I showed, I showed up with Bible study every Friday night, 49th in uh, Woodland, uh, uh, Mount Zion Baptist Church, uh, Timothy Ruffin. I, I was wounded. I was, like the, I was like the Hunter Black of Notre Dame coming in the door. I, I, I was full of mess. I was falling all over the place. But I did go to Bible study. All right. And here's what I discovered. That Bible study starts changing the way I was walking. Bible study started changing the way I was thinking. Bible study started changing the way I was feeling. Do I have a witness? A broken, battered, bruised, brittle, dyed and bleached. God wants to restore us to our right condition. He wants to rebuke our conflict, replenish our consciences repair, our confusions. That's why Job said, I will restore. And this is on the hills of repentance, by the way. I will restore the years. Now don't miss that word years. You and I have been getting eaten up for years. The years that the locusts have eaten. You go into Joel 2. Some of us prophetic, but the locusts, there were three types of locusts, and God said, God, God is deep. God said, I'm going to send three different types of locusts, and what the first one don't destroy, the second will, and what the second one will destroy, the third will. They're going to come in shifts. Lord, have mercy. They're going to destroy your crops, your wine. They're going to destroy your money. They're going to destroy your your sense of well-being. They're going to destroy the land. But if you repent, if you start letting God be in control, then I'm going to restore the years, Lord have mercy, that the locusts have eaten. Lord have mercy. He gives us this picture of resurrection. He gives us this picture of restoration. And then third, don't miss this, he gives us this picture, and, and, and I love this, of regeneration. From defect. Now, look at 15 to 21 real quick because I got to go. Verse 15, amen. And he says, The word of the Lord came unto me again, saying, More of a son of man. And he's talking about two sticks, Judah and Israel. He's going to reunite them, repurify them, reunite them, amen. Reorganize them. And regeneration is a step. In our salvation, where the Holy Spirit remakes, renews, listen, and amen, reissue new life. It's all about new life. Our minds are renewed. We think differently. As I stay in this word, as I stay submitted to the Spirit of God, God says, you know what? You can never have victory the way you think. So I'm going to start a regeneration of your thinking cells. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and so uh, the mind is renewed. The heart is renewed. Amen. We feel differently. The desires are renewed. We, we desire different things. Our hopes are renewed. And in John chapter 3, we see a distinction. Here's what Jesus said, because there's no eradication of the flesh nation. Jesus said, that which is flesh can only produce flesh. And that which is spirit can only produce spirit. That... The church has missed this teaching. We try to do the spiritual in the flesh. And God says it ain't going to work. Are y'all getting this? That you're talking about two distinct natures. One is fallen, one is faith. Do I have a witness? And the allegory in Galatians chapter 4 is that Ishmael represented the flesh, while Isaac, the promised son, represented the spirit. They cannot coexist. You can't have half flesh and half spirit in the world, not in the world. Serving the devil and serving Jesus, you cannot, you cannot, you cannot go there. I look at the early accounts in the gospel of Jesus went past a customer receipt, Matthew, Levi, Levi was a thief because they were stealing taxes from the people. Jesus said, he went past Levi and said, follow me. And the Bible says, Levi got up and followed. Went to Peter, James, John, follow me. They got up, left their father's nets. One, one, one brother said, let me go back and bury, <laughs> and bury the dead. He said, let the dead bury the dead. Follow me. It's going to cost you something to follow Jesus. And, and, and child of God, child of God, child of God, that when we look at this regenerated, uh, regeneration, amen, the old Adamic nature and the new nature are in total conflict daily, daily. One saying one thing, the other saying the other. And we don't always listen to the right one, do we? We don't, we don't listen to the right one. This old nature gets in the way. Do I have a witness? Amen. Uh sharing this morning, uh, years ago, riding down the highway, me and Sister Gordon, and uh, riding, and this beautiful woman come on, on the pavement, and, and uh, I just glanced in my rear, in my side. I, th- I think side mirrors are from the devil. I don't know. I, uh, glan- glanced in my side mirror, and she said, I saw that. So I said, see what? <laughs> now, some of us are so crazy. That we don't just glance in the mirror. We actually put our arm out the window. And <laughs> well, the old nature said, I got to get another glimpse. Are y'all, are y'all with me? I, I, I know you don't do this. You're a liar and the truth ain't in you. I know you don't do this. Little boy in Sunday school, man. Plate come around. Mom done gave me a quarter put the cord in and try to pull back out something <laughs> and get my hand knocked off. That's for candy. Yeah. Do you know when I was growing up, them neighborhood movies, and, and, and Jackie know one in South Philly, the Globe, the ushers would have flashlights. Now, this is late 50s, early 60s. They'd come around, sit down, son, sit down, stop the noise, stop the noise. And they would take that flashlight and hit you upside your head. Then I tell you to sit down, boom! <laughs> How many of y'all remember that? Oh, that's true. I'm getting, old. I'm getting old now. I ain't get that many hands. I was in seventh grade. My seventh grade teacher had this big paddle. His name was Mr. Scott. He was built. And when you acted up, he wailed you in class. Going back. When went in the military in 68, T.I.'s could hit you. Vietnam was hot. They could hit you. You couldn't sue them. They could hit you. Did I tell you to stand up straight, soldiers? No. Boom! Oh, Lord. I was watching the temptations last night. I couldn't sleep. I was watching the temptations. I was here when the temptations started. I I was here. I remember. But the thing that intrigued me about the picture, and I was telling uh, Reverend Jones this morning, the thing that intrigued me about the picture is that in seeing the picture, you don't see the outcome of the five. You see all the others that were in the group and left. And see, that's the way it is with God. God has the outcome. Everything we going through right now is not important to God. God has already chosen how we going to come out of this. God God has already chosen the final five that's going to be singing. Can I get a witness? child child of God, this thing is deep. He is in this period of regeneration so that now in Christ I'm clothed in my right mind. Here's what we don't understand about the story about Lazarus and we're coming in. All we see is chapter 11. Jesus bringing Lazarus up, Lazarus being resurrected and And the Bible says Jesus wept. Some people say he wept because he knew he had to die again. Jesus wept, but here's what we don't see, chapter 12. Lazarus is sitting at the dining room table with Jesus, fellowshipping in a meal, clothed in his right mind. When God starts something, he finishes it. Can I get a witness? So the church doesn't even preach on regeneration. The church doesn't preach on uh, restoration or resurrection as phases of eschatological processes Mm -hmm. to make us whole. My God today. I look back at where the Lord brought me from. I tear up. And you know why I tell? Because I had nothing to do with it. See, some of us want to give ourselves the credit. Come on, I ain't nothing to do with it. Somebody, amen, put me on a street called straight. Some, somebody changed, metamorphosized, amen, the way I live. Do I have a witness? Oh, I'm not perfect. I'm not what I ought to be, but but thanks be to God, I'm not what I used to be. There's been change. There's been struggle. There's been, amen, strengthening. But child of God, this is all a process. Mm. We're being regenerated. But finally, God's recognition of his divinity. Verse 24, and then we'll close. Look, and David, my servant, go back up to 23. Neither shall they defile themselves more with their idols, nor with their detestable things, nor with any of their, what? Transgressions. But I will save them out of all their dwelling places. When they have sinned and will cleanse them, so shall be my people, and I will be their God. And David, my servant, shall be king over them. Now, saints of God, uh, this this is this is deep because now he's dealing with the superior, our conqueror. Yeah, now now he's dealing prophetically, amen, with David, who is the fulfillment of the Divinic Covenant, 2 Samuel 7, amen. And, and here, here's what God is saying. This David is really Jesus. It's Jesus. He's the son of David. When you look at Matthew 1, 1, he's, a, look, he's the son of David, the son of Abraham, son of God. You, you got to differentiate them to them three. As, come on now, I, I, I wish I had a witness. He's, as, as, as the son of David, amen, he has the position of king. Because 2 Samuel 7 says he shall be king forever. No man can be king forever. Do I have a witness? But, but 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 the child of God, as the son of Abraham, he is the fulfillment of all promises. And as the son of God, he is the potentate. Do I have a witness? And, 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 and so Isaiah jumps in and says, Well, wait a minute, what about my prophecy? 714. And and, and the virgin shall have a son and shall call his name Emmanuel which means God with us. Nowhere else in scripture did God come in and take on a human body and walk the earth 33 years. Can I get a witness? In 9, 6, and 7, for unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, Micah 5, 2, and and the government shall be upon the soul, and he shall rule. Uh, Do I have a witness? Child of God, when you look at all of the prophecies of the Old Testament, they all make their way to Jesus the Christ. Amen. The book of genealogy. The book of Abrahamic, Davidic, and everlasting covenant. And I have plans for you. Uh, Do I have a witness? But child of God, uh, in order for you to recognize his divinity, yeah, you you got to have some contriteness. Yeah, that means uh, there's nothing to you and I. God has already scheduled a day that just you and him are going to take a stroll together. God has already uh-huh, come up with an appointment date when your husband and wife can't come. Your children can't be there. Your prayer warriors are not there. It's just you and him. And, and when God, and when God makes that appointment, it's just you and Jesus. Nobody else. You don't have a support group. You don't have a retreat committee. You don't, yeah, you don't have, you don't have your prayer partner there. It's just you and Jesus. Just keep living. Can I get a live witness? And, and when it's you and Jesus, you're gonna walk with Him feeling a little, amen, intimidated. You're gonna walk with Him feeling a little uh, confused. Uh, do I have a witness? Uh, and, 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 and child of God, God will expose things to you at that appointment that you couldn't get at no other appointment. God, God, God's gotta walk with us in pain, walk with us. Amen, in his promises, walk with us in his person. And child of God, just keep on living. God is already scheduling an appointment with Dr. Jesus. It could be over a casket. It could be, amen, over children. It could be over finances. But God says, I'm going to schedule an appointment for you. It reminds me of the famous poem of Footprints in the Sand. Y'all know about that. A man had a dream that him and Jesus was walking by the seashore and, and 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 he kept looking at these two sets of footprints. Can I get a witness? And the man looked up in the sky, saw scenes of his life. And and every time he got to a difficult scene and he looked back at the sand, Bruce, he only saw one set of footprints. So the man said, Lord, I got a question. I'm struggling with something. Why is it that every time I got in trouble, I only saw one set of footprints? Why did you leave me? He said, my son, I didn't leave you. It was then that I carried you. I picked you up and I carried you. I picked you up when your marriage was failing, and I carried you. I picked you up when the doctors ran out of hope, and I carried you. I picked you up when there was no food in your cupboard, and I carried you. I picked you up when you ran out of options, and I carried you. I picked you up when you wanted to give up and die, and I carried you. The Lord is good. The Lord is faithful. The Lord is awesome. Can I get a witness? Whatever you do, don't miss a Step. You gotta step through the process of resurrection, restoration, regeneration, and finally recognition. You gotta know who he is. He's not Mary's little baby. Can I get a witness? He's not a ram in a thicket. He's king of kings. He's lost. He's the potentate of paradise. He's a doctor in a sick room. He's a lawyer in the courtroom. Say yeah. Say yeah. My hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. I dare not trust the sweetest frame. But holy lean. On Jesus' name, on Christ, on Christ, on Christ, the solid rock I stand. Oh oh, 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 oh! The ground is sinking. Sand. It's a process. It's a process. I'm tired of these lying pastors. I'm tired of these lying bishops. They want to give you the impression like they ain't never had a problem. Well, let me tell you the honest to God truth. I was no good, but the Lord <laughs> put me in his program. He called me from my grave and settled me to go to heaven. He saved me from the gutter most. Didn't he save us for the good of most? And he gave me the uttermost. Can I get a witness? And didn't he draw us out of hell with smoke still in our garments? Didn't he put us on a street called straight? Don't forget where he bought you from. You were prostitutes, dobatics, shut up, fornicators. Can I get a witness? But God, who's rich, any rich he's rich in mercy any good any good he raised me he restored me he resuscitated me he regenerated me and he helped me to recognize who he is not Buddha not the Pope but there's only one name and that's the name of Jesus and Every tongue shall confess that Jesus, Jesus, Jesus is Lord to the glory, to the glory, to the glory, to the glory of God. He's worthy. Any worthy? Right on. Jesus, ride right on. And he's coming back for a church without spot or wrinkle. Say yeah in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump. He's coming back. He's coming back. He's coming back. So get your house in order. Don't miss a step. Let me close on this. I'm closing. You can get saved and stay out of hell and live hell on earth the rest of your life. You got to be restored. You got to be regenerated. And you got to learn to recognize from whence cometh your help. And your help comes from Jesus. The author and the finisher of your faith. Let's stay on our feet today as every head is bowed and every eyes closed. If you're here this morning, you need to be saved. Please raise your hand. Don't go to hell. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ. Is there one, you want to give your life to Christ. He died for your sins was very rose again. Or perhaps you want to join the church of your Christian experience. Raise your hand. Love to have you. You need to belong to a Bible teaching, Bible believing church. Is there one? Is there one? We had one this morning, is there one? There one. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Hallelujah. I see your hand, come on up here brother. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Bless the Lord. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thank you, my brother. Thank you, man. Jesus. Thank you, man. Can y'all turn around, please? Is there another? Step out. We love you. Step out. The Lord is good. Old folks say he bought me from a mighty long way. Ah. Is there another? Bless the Lord. Here's the danger of being in a church. There's a professing church that don't know him. And there's a possessing church that knows him. That's it. On the day that you hear my voice, harden not your hearts, as they did in the provocation, you need to just completely give it up to Jesus. I'm going to ask you to be seated. Can you go with the deacons, please, or ministers? Thank you so much. Praise God. No, we're not moving. Come, come on. Come on. Praise God. All right, let's, shh, let's look to the Lord in prayer. Father, in the name of Jesus, we transition into this most holy part of the service, the celebration of the Lord's Supper, your communion. We do not enter it lightly, but discreetly, reverently. We make confession of our sins, and we need not be worthy. no is worthy, but we need to do it in a worthily manner. And God, help us to have discernment. If we're not saved, do not partake. We'll be eating and drinking more damnation to our souls. On the night in which you was betrayed, you took bread and broke it and said, Take eat. this is my body. And then you passed the wine and said, Drink, this is the blood of the new covenant. As often as you do this, you show remembrance of me to our come. So this is a memorial that we choose to do once a month, Lord. We choose to memorialize your gracious death, burial, and resurrection. We highly honor it. We highly exalt it that Jesus took our place in disgrace by grace. And we thank you, Lord. Now, bless our coming together. Help us search and research our hearts. Anything in it, i like you move it. Oh, God, change our attitudes. Change our thinking. Metamorphosize us. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm going to ask everybody to reach down and grab the flask. Pull out just the wafer. The wafer symbolic of his body. And Jesus said, as often as you do this, you show remembrance of me till I come. Praise the name of Jesus. Do it quietly. Just hold up the the, uh, wafer in your hand. It's all symbolic of his body and blood.